you're awake, laying in bed, though you can't move. Your eyes glance over to your door that was once closed, only to find it open now. Light from the hallway pouring in to illuminate your room just enough to know you're not alone. There's a presence, though you can't see who it is. Your eyes wander to the ceiling fan as you hope to distract yourself from the ominous feeling in your gut. Go back to sleep, go back to sleep, go back. Suddenly, trying to inhale becomes impossible. It feels as though someone is sitting on your chest. Your eyes creep across the ceiling. Then to the wall on the far side of the room. And finally resting on the gargoyle-esque creature with hollow eyes staring back at you, inches away from your face. What's up, creeps? Welcome back to another episode of the Myths and Magic podcast. If you are new here, hello, I'm Lacey, and essentially the crypt keeper of this little creepy corner of the internet. Here, we will explore eerie encounters, frightening folklore, and things that go bump in the night. Today, we're talking about sleep paralysis, and I actually have a few tales of my own, so let's get into it. Uh, So the first time that I had sleep paralysis, it was a very interesting time because it was the morning. Anytime that I think of sleep paralysis, I always think of the night. Um, But no, it was like 9.30 in the morning. I had woken up around 9.30 that morning and um, I think I had gone to bed pretty late. So probably like 4 a.m. So I thought, oh, I can just go ahead and get 30 minutes more of sleep and then I'll just wake up and get ready for the day. Um, so as I decided that I was going to continue sleeping, um, I hear a knock on my door and I of course acknowledged it and told whoever it was to come in. I knew that it was my roommate. So as I'm sitting up in my bed, readjusting my position so that I can see her better and I'm not just like laying in bed, um, (laughs) I glance up and her back is turned towards me which I thought was very strange. Um, And she was telling me, Lacey, wake up. Lacey, wake up. You need to wake up right now. And I tried to ask the question why, and I realized I couldn't speak. So (laughs) I, my eyes kind of drifted off to the center of the the ceiling towards the the light. And um, she had walked away, walked out of the room. And the door was just left open and I felt this like (sighs) the best way that I can explain it is like this overwhelming sense of dread that something else was coming in like something else was about to come into the room and then my mind immediately went to the exorcism of Emily Rose because of that scene in her dorm where she has a presence come in And they start pushing down so hard on her that she was sinking into the bed, if you remember. Um, And I was like, oh my god, I'm getting possessed. Like, this is the moment I'm getting possessed. And I just started panicking inside because I was like, I don't know what to expect. Like, am I going to see something grotesque? Am I going to see and feel something awful? Like, I don't know. Um, But I started feeling this sensation of, like, weight on my shoulders. It was around my neck shoulder area. And it just went all the way down to my feet. And it was such a strange sensation and I couldn't see anyone. So it was like a 
I don't know, as someone who is a bit of a control freak, it was definitely a moment of panic for me. <laughs> but yeah, so as quickly as it came, it left. I like sat up as fast as I could in bed and um, I went downstairs and my roommate was downstairs making coffee or something. I don't remember what she was doing exactly, but I, I asked her like, hey, did you come into my room? Like trying to find any sort of way to explain what I just had happened to me. Because again, sleep paralysis in my mind only happened at night. It could not happen in the middle of the day. Like that's the scariest part about this is like, Whenever we think about things that scare us, usually it's at night, right? Because it's dark. Um, it's unknown, you know? <laughs> You're not going to see the boogeyman in the middle of the day. Like, that's terrifying, the fact that things like this can happen during the day. But, uh, yeah, she was like, no, I didn't come into your room. I didn't knock on your door. Nothing like that. So uh, I... I just chalked that up to sleep paralysis. Like, oh my god, I just experienced sleep paralysis for the first time. I wonder why. Um, and I think I've mentioned this before in the Ouija board uh, episode where I messed around with a Ouija board <laughs> um, around my college era. And since then, I've had weird things happen to me. I joke about being haunted, but I'm 99% certain that I actually am. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was the first time. Uh, who knows? Maybe it was my um, many, many ghosts that are haunting me that was doing that. I don't know. But it happened again. And that was the moment that I was like, oh, this is kind of terrifying. So let me paint the picture for you. I've only had it happen twice. So I haven't had anything happen recently and I have not had anything as far as sleep paralysis happen to me. Um, but yeah, so the second encounter that I had was quite different from the first. It was a little more malevolent feeling. Um, I had just finished watching... Uh, oh, what was it? It was a short anime. I think it was Angels of Death. If you haven't watched that, I do recommend it. Um, <laughs> just throwing that out there. But I think I finished Angels of Death and I was so tired by this point. Like I was, I was pretty sleepy. I was falling asleep in the last episode. Um, so I turned off the TV, and I hardly ever do that when I'm sleeping. Not because I need a light or anything. It's usually because I fall asleep while watching TV. Um, but I went ahead and turned off the light, or turned off the TV. And I pulled my covers up to my chin, and I rolled over onto my right side. And as soon as I rolled over, I felt arms around my body. Like as if someone was behind me spooning me. And it's just kind of strange because it's like I wasn't asleep, but maybe in my mind, like I was teetering on the edge of sleep and wake. I, I honestly don't know, but the sensation of feeling arms around my body as soon as I roll over at first was like, oh, I don't know. I've been in long-term relationships, so it's like... <laughs> I'm kind of used to that, but it was such a alarming 
sensation once it it clicked in my mind that like this isn't normal (laughs) this is not there's no one else in my room why is someone spooning me um so in that moment I didn't have like that state of panic it was like a very calm feeling I'm not gonna lie it wasn't until I heard that person speak that I actually started panicking um so (laughs) For some reason, the only question that I could think to ask was to see that person's face. I didn't want to know who it was or anything. I just wanted to see who they were. Um, So I said, I need to see your face. And I heard the most, like, it was such a deep, like, guttural sort of laugh. It sounded like that stereotypical, like, devil laugh. Um... And in my mind, I kept seeing images of um, Baphomet, which was very strange. I don't know why. I I don't understand any of it. Um, But yeah, so I started panicking a little bit when I realized that I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I, I could still breathe if I... If I'm not mistaken, I don't think that that was something that I had noticed. Um, But I kept hearing that, like, laughter. It sounded malicious. It sounded, um, (laughs) like, it was there to harm me. Um, And it felt so heavy. Like, everything in the room just felt heavy. And I worked up as much courage as I possibly could and ripped the covers off of me and no one was behind me no one was in the room I immediately started sobbing afterwards though because that was uh quite traumatic I mean imagine like being paralyzed and hearing like this guttural like demonic laughter and just seeing images of Baphomet in your mind the entire time it's just it's a little triggering um so yeah, that was my second experience, and I haven't experienced anything afterwards, but I do have to say that second encounter, it was like, with the first encounter, I felt the the presence, that like heaviness in the room, I felt that leave. Um, with the second one, I did not. It felt like it was still in the room with me, almost as if it was like toying with me in some sort of way. Um, I had a horrible time trying to sleep after that I mean understandably because like I was going to sleep and then that happened so it's like uh I don't know if I should do that for a little bit (laughs) but yeah so those were my two experiences that I've personally had with sleep paralysis or at least what I believe is sleep paralysis and I I don't know if it's like something caused by stress or if it was more of this like demonic entity that's been following me around who knows I've had a lot of weird shit happen to me though um but because that that second encounter that I had had an entity with it like it it felt like there was someone else there um it actually brings me to the mythology portion of this episode which involves the Mara or Mare Um, This creature is actually featured in Scandinavian folklore as a way to explain sleep paralysis. Um, The word nightmare is actually derived from mare, 
and the ghastly nocturnal visitor would sit upon a person's sleeping uh, sleeping person's chest and bring them nightmares. Um, there's actually sagas that date back to 13th century that feature the Mara, where a sorceress conjured a Mara to kill a king by breaking his legs and eventually his skull. So I'm going to read you a little uh, excerpt from this. He then became very drowsy and laid himself down to sleep. But when he had slept but a little while, he cried out, saying that the Mara was treading upon him. His men hastened to him to help him. But when they took hold of his head, she trod on his legs. And when they laid hold of his legs, she pressed upon his head. And it was his death. There are also a few Scandinavian folk tales of the Mara being a possessed woman. I find this one very interesting, but it's a possessed woman whose body wanders in her sleep. So like she's sleepwalking and tormenting people. Um, specifically in this, this tale, she's tormenting her neighbor. Um, but also within these tales, she's also the victim because she wakes up exhausted and frightened. Like she doesn't know what's going on. Um, so that's kind of crazy to think about. Like, <laughs> could you imagine your neighbor's just coming over every night tormenting you? And then she wakes up and she's like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Both parties in that is a terrifying point to be in. So what is sleep paralysis? Obviously, based on the name and the mythology, it's paralysis that occurs during sleep. Duh. And though folklore has its own explanation for the occurrence, researchers actually haven't found a clear cause as to why sleep paralysis happens. It is believed that sleep paralysis is caused by a disturbed rapid eye movement cycle um, because it mostly happens as people are falling into or coming out of REM sleep. Uh, this means anyone suffering from insomnia, sleep deprivation, an erratic sleep schedule, physical fatigue, or stress, um, you're all at risk, <laughs> as are those who overuse stimulants or are taking certain drugs used to treat ADHD or depression. That is to say, almost everyone. <laughs> as someone who has experienced sleep paralysis a couple times, science can try to explain all it wants to but it doesn't explain the malevolent feeling in the room during the experience. It's like dread slowly creeps in and sucks the motor skills right out of you. Like, that's the best way that I can explain what sleep paralysis feels like. So if you enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with myths and magic and to get all the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at mythsandmagicpod or <laughs> you can join the Patreon community for early access and even more spooky vibes. On the Patreon, there are also short stories that I am putting out, um, poetry entries, and then also as I'm working on my novel, I'm updating the Patreon with um, serialized chapters. That way you can read my book as I'm writing it, um, which I think is really fun because then you'll have a peek at the manuscript before it's even published. So if you do want to support me, that is an awesome way that you can do that um, and support the show. But yeah, until next time, I will see you next time. Okay, bye. <laughs>